listeners, and welcome back to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. Today, we'll prove that it's always a good policy to listen to the employee podcast as we discuss policy stat and policy governance at Michigan Medicine. Before we get into that, be sure to make it your policy to listen to any of the podcasts you may have missed. Episodes of The Wrap can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. Of course, you can always find the show as part of the headlines we can review. Now, please note the rap is no longer compatible with Internet Explorer. Therefore, you'll have to listen to the podcast on any other web browser or on your personal device. All right, let's learn more about policies and changes being made to help govern them at Michigan Medicine. To do just that, we're joined by Peg Hill Callahan, Clinical Policy Manager, and Project Manager Kathy Joint. Peg and Kathy, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Now, first, can you discuss why the organization is working on policy stat and policy governance reform? Sure. It's a response to several issues that have come to the attention of executive leadership over the past several years. One issue is the workforce's frustration with trying to access the tools and resources they need to provide the best care for our patients. This has been a recurrent theme in employee engagement interaction over the years. Related to that is the fact that 40% of safety events have a common cause in policy, protocols, or processes. Staff either don't know a policy exists, or they do know and they can't find it, or they find too many, or they find a confusing document. Fixing this ties into our commitment to high reliability outcomes. Many of us have already taken the universal skills training, and if you haven't, you will. A work group was convened to look at the problem, and they found that policies, procedures, and guidelines were scattered over 60 websites that we know about, and the websites didn't link to each other. They also found that our approval pathways are needlessly complex and muddled and such that some policies that seem completely reasonable were taking years to get approved. They recommended using a policy management application to serve as a repository for our policies and to be our source of truth. This led to the purchase of PolicyStat, which my colleague Kathy is going to talk about in greater detail. And the workgroup also recommended the formation of an interprofessional policy committee, the IPPC. So, yeah, let's talk about the IPPC a little bit. Why do we need another committee and what is the work that it, that's being done with it? I know, right? The IPPC is charged with building a framework for policy governance, including approval pathways, so we don't have another situation where it takes three years to approve something. An important first task will be adjudicating the universe of policies that are residing in policy stat when everyone is done putting their policies in. It's truly an interdisciplinary group, and it brings the voices of all of us who take care of patients, as well as those that are experts in clinical operations, compliance, legal, regulatory readiness, human resources, and informatics to the table. And they're going to help us fix these issues and find a path forward. Once they fix the mess that we're currently in and build a new framework, the committee's role will shift into approving clinical policies that are multidisciplinary and or have a system-wide impact, as well as serving as consulting partners to colleagues who are doing clinical policy work throughout the health system. So what do we hope to sort of gain through the work as we move forward? We hope to reduce administrative burden at all levels, 
reduce risk of all sorts, most importantly patient risk, of course, but also regulatory and accreditation risk to improve consistency in our clinical practice across the enterprise with corresponding improvements in our patients' experience, our staff's experience. No one wants to come to work not sure where to find the stuff they need to take care of our patients. Right. Quality and patient safety, and this is going to lead to a reduction of our safety-related events that I mentioned at the beginning, and of course, improving our culture of accountability. So to start the transition, folks can contact me. Let me talk a little bit about policy stat first um, before we get into that. Um, just so you know, policy stat is, is set up, will eventually be a one-stop shop for all policies, procedures, and guidelines. So it'll include clinical patient care type documents as well as operational and administrative um, for the hospital and each clinical department. It also includes the med school and education um, and med school operations, um, where it will affect everyone regardless of their role or which arm of the mission they're focused on is the Michigan Medicine Administrative site, um, shared services, HR, HITS, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, human resources, instead of searching around the human resources site to find the dress code policy or PTO policy or whatever, You can just go into policy, type dress code, and there it is. Um, While PolicyStat is a really good document management system with Google-like search capabilities, it's also a robust policy management system where documents have owners. Owners have responsibilities to see to the care and feeding of documents. Um, They get email reminders when there's something that they need to do with a document. Um, and once documents are in policy stat, all editing happens in policy stat. You can toggle the changes off and on, a lot like Word, how they have the track changes and mm-hmm. redline editing. You can see all of that in policy stat as well. Um, it'll systematize the whole policy management process. And then how to, how to get involved, how to start the transition, folks can contact me directly or go to the Michigan Medicine Policy website, which has been converted to provide information about policy stat and the transition, as well as information about the policy reform initiative that Peg's working on. Um, I'll ask people to complete a short survey so I can just get a feel for where they are, what the state of their policies in their area, and then we'll dive in. There's a prep class they'll need to take to learn how to, ch- how to update their policies, how to get them ready for the upload. Um, there's a lot of resources, materials, step-by-step instructions. It's really very easy, um, and I'll be with you and available throughout the whole process. Uh, then we'll upload them, and that's it. They're in. Um, We'll need to set up some workflows and and approval workflows, things like that. Um, But for the most part, getting the documents in will be the most time-consuming part, but the most important. Um, After your documents are in, I provide training for your owners, editors, approvers. Um, PolicyStat also has an extensive learning center online where you can learn more, um, ask questions, take webinars. Um, There's all kinds of articles, step-by-step information. That's actually where I go to find all my answers. So again, just reach out, contact me, and we'll get you started in the process. Yeah. So real quick, I think one of the really cool things, and you touched on this, is sort of the centralization, right, of these policies. So whether you're in clinical care or, you know, you work in labs, 
or you're in the Department of Communication like me, this is the one spot, right, where you're going to go for your policies. One-stop shop, exactly, right down to departmental administrative policies. So everybody's dress code will be in there, not just the Michigan Medicine dress code, but the communications dress code and the dress code on floor 7W or or whatever it is. Um, So, yes, it will have all of our administrative and patient care documents, right? That's great. Is there anything else either of you would like to add sort of about policy stat or policy governance reform? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, Just to embrace it. um, This is where you'll be able to find everything rather than wandering around searching the internet for whatever you might need. This will be the one-stop shop. And the quicker we get everybody's documents into the system, the quicker it will be a one-stop shop. This is an exciting time to finally get all of this this mess cleaned up. Mm-hmm. We've spent a long time creating this mess, so it's going to take a little while to clean it up. <laughs> that's a good way of looking we at are, it. Yeah, we're, we're well on our way. Yeah, well, that's great. Thank you both for joining us today and giving our listeners such critical information. If you want to learn more about PolicyStat and policy governance reform, be sure to visit mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. While you're there, check out some other cool stories from this week. For instance, on Monday, readers learned all about some of the key women in Michigan medicine history just in time for Women's History Month. It was also a celebration of Patient Safety Awareness Week as headlines gave team members insight into the impressive work being performed by two inpatient units. Find those stories and much more at mmheadlines.org. All right, it's time for the Employee Perk of the Week. Well, as I mentioned, it's Patient Safety Week, so naturally, this week's perk has to do with safety. My Alarm Center is offering all Michigan Medicine employees an exclusive deal on alarm installation and monitoring. Protect your home for only $89.99 for installation and then $34.99 per month. Included in the deal is two free months of cellular monitoring. To learn more about this perk, go to MyAlarmCenter.com or call 866-484-4800. That's 866-484-4800. And to learn more about exclusive deals just like that one, go to mmheadlines.org and search Employee Perks. All right, it's time for trivia. Last episode, we asked listeners, when will physician star ratings be made visible on Michigan Medicine's public-facing websites? The answer is 2021. Congratulations to Beth Ferreira from the Clinical Quality Reporting Team who sent in the correct answer. Beth, a member of the Department of Communication, will be in touch shortly to help you claim your prize. Now for this week's question, here's Peg. Thanks, Dan. This week's question is... What percent of safety events have a common cause in policy, protocols, or processes? Once again... What percent of safety events have a common cause in policy, protocols, or processes? Once you know the answer, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for a chance to win a prize. And everyone who sends in the correct answer will automatically be entered into a raffle to win an Amazon Echo. Thanks, Peg. Now for our final feature, when we give our listeners a quick parking tip to make their lives just a little bit easier. I'm dying to hear this one. (laughs) (laughs) Do you work late hours? Now, if so, late night service is available from the Academic Medical Center. 
The service provides transportation in dedicated shuttles from the University Hospital slash Taubman Health Center entrance to northeast commuter lots between 10.30 p.m. and 5 a.m. Monday through Friday. The service area includes the Green Road Park and Ride, Plymouth Road Park and Ride, and other North Campus lots near the North Campus Research Complex. You can learn more about the service area at mmheadlines.org. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Peg and Kathy, for joining us. And thank you to all of our listeners for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. And that's a wrap. <laughs>